98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has announced a further relaxation of COVID rules from Thursday as the Omicron outbreak eases in Hong Kong. Mrs. Lam also said she's confident her proposals to restructure the government will be passed by LegCo before the next administration takes office on July the 1st. And overseas, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has condemned comments from Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, about Nazism and anti-Semitism including claims that Adolf Hitler was Jewish. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has announced a further relaxation of COVID rules from Thursday as the Omicron outbreak eases in Hong Kong. Ahead of Mother's Day on Sunday, she said restaurants will be able to seat up to eight customers per table. Swimming pools and beaches will reopen, while those who exercise outdoor will no longer be required to wear face masks. The mask mandate will also be dropped at country parks. More rules will be eased on the 19th of this month when bars will be allowed to reopen and operate till 2 a.m. Mrs. Lamb said the latest figures showed the coronavirus situation is improving, with new infections dropping below 300 yesterday and the reproduction number of the virus remaining below one. She says that since schools resumed in-person classes two weeks ago, only 50 students had tested positive for COVID. However, She stressed that students would still continue to be asked to take rapid tests for coronavirus each morning. It is not time yet to uh, review the relevance of this measure because it is still proven to be very reassuring for their schools and also for their parents. The chief executive also said she's confident that her proposals to restructure the government will be passed by LegCo before the next administration takes office on July the 1st. Mrs. Lamb said officials will hand over their restructuring plans to her successor after Election Day on Sunday, and then they'll be then be tabled before LegCo. Meanwhile, a new office of the chief executive elect will assume operations from Sunday to ensure a smooth transition to the new administration. It will support the next CE in forming his governing team, preparing policies and more. The director of administration, Daniel Chang, has been appointed as the office's secretary general. An independent China strategist says Hong Kong's sole chief executive candidate, John Lee, will need capable ministers in order to make achievements within his first 100 days of taking office. Andrew Leung says John Lee's results-oriented approach is spot on, but questions how he'll achieve it. In his election manifesto unveiled on Friday, Mr. Lee said he would use key performance indicators, KPIs, to monitor his results. Mr. Leung welcomed the approach, but added that the CE candidate faces challenges in overcoming what he calls a silo or rigid mentality within the civil service. The delivery of all these things in the 100 days depends on a choice of very, very good, capable ministers. And the ministers should be carefully chosen based on their sheer abilities rather than kind of as a reward for past loyalty or anything like that. Mr. Long also said that Mr. Lee's security background will be essential to his tenure in office, allowing him to confront unprecedented domestic and external challenges facing Hong Kong and China. I think that Beijing is uh, woken up to the fact that uh, both China, mainland China and Hong Kong, are 
facing challenges not seen in a hundred years, as China is now entering the deep waters domestically and grappling with a number of issues externally. The United States is pushing unprecedented pressure on on on, on China and using. Uh, a lot of cards, including Hong Kong, to uh, undermine uh, China's trajectory. And so China needs someone who is uh, stern, who is strong, and has a security background. Authorities in Shanghai have reported reductions in the number of symptomatic and asymptomatic COVID infections from a total of more than 7,000 to fewer than 6,000 today. 20 COVID patients have died, down from 32 deaths a day earlier. Health officials said the patients were all chronically ill. Meanwhile, the number of cases in Beijing is creeping up with 51 symptomatic infections and 11 asymptomatic cases. The capital will carry out three rounds of COVID tests in a bid to curb the virus. Turning overseas now, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has condemned comments from Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, about Nazism and anti-Semitism, including claims that Adolf Hitler was Jewish. Russia's foreign minister openly and without hesitation said that the biggest anti-Semites were allegedly among the Jews themselves and that Hitler allegedly had Jewish blood. How could this be possibly said on the eve of the anniversary of the victory over Nazism? These words mean that Russia's top diplomat puts the blame on the Jewish people for Nazi crimes. I have no words. Further attempts to evacuate hundreds of civilians sheltering at the Azovstal industrial site in the devastated Ukrainian city of Mariupol have failed. Ukrainian officials said Russian forces were blocking escape routes and shelling had resumed after a ceasefire over the weekend. Dmitry Kuleba is the Ukrainian foreign minister. Everything is very fragile. Things can fall apart at any given moment. So it's better to wait until evacuation is over. At the same time, I would like to emphasize that we still have severely wounded Ukrainian soldiers. So we will work tirelessly to make sure that we save as many human lives as possible in Mariupol. The bus convoy carrying the first batch of civilians who left Azovstal on Sunday is also being held up. The EU's energy commissioner says Russia's cutting of gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria has only strengthened the European Union's will to become independent of Russian fossil fuels. Kadri Simpson said European countries were focusing on securing gas stores and finding alternative suppliers. She also said the bloc would not pay for gas in rubles as demanded by Moscow, as this would be a breach of sanctions. The French energy minister said the EU was working on new sanctions against Russia, but there's disagreement over a full oil embargo on Russian oil among member states. Zoltan Kovac is a Hungarian government minister. As a landlocked country, our alternatives for supplies are dependent on uh, the existing pipelines. And uh, the very plain and simple physical fact is that these pipelines are connecting us to Russia. Still overseas, veterans of the Falklands War in Argentina have joined relatives of victims to mark the 40th anniversary of the sinking of the Navy cruiser General Belgrano. The incident happened during the 10-week conflict with Britain over sovereignty of the islands, which in the Hispanic world are called the Malvinas. 323 crew members died in the attack, the deadliest in Argentine war history. More than a 1,000 others survived, including Carlos Vicente Servidido. 
I wish wars would stop. They are useless. We all lose. The combatants and those who die are the ones who lose the most. All of us who came back are left with the aftermath. For me, the British soldiers are also my brothers. We complied with the orders that we were given. We were sent to fight and we did what we had to do for our homelands. But I think we all lost. A UK government minister, Amanda Milling, is visiting the British Virgin Islands days after an inquiry suggested the territory returned to direct rule from London because of corruption and misgovernance by elected officials. The BBC's Nomia Iqbal is in Tortola, where people have been protesting against proposals to impose direct rule. The report from the Commission of Inquiry was damning. It says there's been a lack of governance at every level and the UK Governor John Rankin should be in charge for two years to get the islands back on track. He's unelected, appointed by the Queen on advice of the UK Government. The acting Premier here, Natalia Wheatley, who was at the meeting with Amanda Milling, has expressed his willingness to take over permanently from Andrew Foy following his arrest last week in Miami. At this stage, though, the future of the islands is unclear. The U.S. political website Politico says it has seen a majority opinion leaked from the Supreme Court saying that it has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision which legalized abortion across the United States. The document is said to have been written, written by Justice Samuel Alito. With more, here the BB, here's the BBC's David Willis. This is the majority opinion of Justice Samuel Alito that uh, was written after a vote of the nine members of the Supreme Court following oral arguments in this case back in December. It is extremely rare that uh, a leak of this kind would have occurred. But the suggestion that this law uh, basically enshrining in the U.S. Constitution a woman's right to an abortion uh, will be abolished. A former U.S. police officer has been found guilty of assault during the attack on the Capitol building by Donald Trump's supporters last year. Thomas Webster is the fourth person to be found guilty for their role in the riot. Around 800 people have been charged for taking part in the storming of the building, which sought to stop Joe Biden from being confirmed as president. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,113. That's 15 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $67 billion. In currencies, one U.S. dollar will buy you 129.96 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and five cents. The pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. And in sport, to at, uh, yeah, snook, looking at snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan has realized his dream of winning a record-equaling seventh world championship title. Ronnie O'Sullivan has proved without doubt that he's the greatest player in the world. The emotions there, his dream to be seven-time champion of the world has been realized. Ronnie O'Sullivan, the best red world snooker champion. 2022. O'Sullivan defeated fellow Englishman Judd Trump 18 frames to 13 to match Stephen Hendry's record in the modern era with seven world championship titles. At age 46, O'Sullivan is the oldest world champion in Crucible history. The player they called The Rocket said it was his best win against the toughest of opponents. Just plays such dynamic snooker and to put up with that pressure for two days. Even when he's not playing well, you think he's just going to spark into action. So you're kind of having to be on your guard at all times. 
I tried to be as relaxed as I could, but, you know, it's just a, to, that's probably my greatest result I've ever had. In football news, UEFA has announced that Russia's bid to host the men's Euro 2028 or Euro 2032 tournaments is now ineligible. The country's clubs are also banned from UEFA competitions next season, and Russia has been banned from competing in this summer's Women's European Championship. They're all part of a new range of sanctions announced by European football's governing, governing body. The BBC's Sammy Rudavella has more. Portugal, who were beaten by Russia in the playoffs for the women's finals, are going to replace them. No Russian clubs will be allowed to compete in next season's UEFA competitions either, and UEFA have deemed Russia ineligible to host Euro 2028 and 2032. The UK and Ireland, along with Turkey, otherwise have expressed an interest for that tournament in four years' time, with Italy and Turkey in contention for 2032. On the pitch, Manchester United recorded their biggest win under interim boss Ralph Rangnick by beating Brentford 3-0 at Old Trafford. The result keeps United's very slim hopes of Champions League qualification. They're five points off the top four with just two matches to play. More details from the BBC's Vicky Sparks. With so little left to play for, this was one of Manchester United's best performances of the season. Bruno Fernandes gave them an early lead with his 50th goal for the club, a smart finish from a pinpoint Elanga cross. Cristiano Ronaldo smashed home a penalty on the hour with Rafael Varane netting his first United goal from close range to wrap up a well-deserved win. It doesn't alter the fact that this has been another deeply disappointing season for United. Change is needed in many areas, but more of these types of performances would be most welcome when new boss Eric Ten Hag takes over this summer. The Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says there'll be no complacency from his side, who take a 2-0 advantage to Spain for the second leg of their European Champions League semi-final against Villarreal. Liverpool are looking for the quadruple this season. They're the English League Cup winners. They're in, uh, they're in the FA Cup final and are just a point adrift of Manchester City in the Premier League title race. But Klopp isn't thinking beyond tonight's game. You never know if you will reach a semi-final again, if you ever have a chance again to go to the final. You never know. We have an exceptional team here um, and nothing is for granted. You need luck in moments, all these kind of things. So you, you, you better treat it carefully and, um, and be ready. But we will. In the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat drew first blood against the Philadelphia 76ers with a 106-92 to game. One win in the Eastern Conference semifinal. The Phoenix Suns ran out 121-114 winners against the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference. On the ice, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions Tampa Bay Lightning were beaten 5-zip by the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 1 of their first-round playoff series. The Maple Leafs are looking for a first playoff series win since 2004. Elsewhere, the Carolina Hurricanes won their series opening home game against the Boston Bruins 5-1 and the Minnesota Wild were beaten 4-0 as they hosted the St. Louis Blues. The Los Angeles Kings won 4-3 on the road against the Edmonton Oilers. And just a quick look at the weather. Mainly fine and dry with moderate northerly winds. Mainly fine temperatures rising in the next couple of days. Currently it's 26 degrees Celsius, 47% is humidity. That's the news from RTHK. And it's a protege, Chronics are where you say, hey. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just go where the trade wind blows. Sending love to my friends and foes. And I suppose I'm pleased to be chilling in the West Indies. Oh, you're 
sunshine, rivers and trees. We leave. When we see Jamie, see your way. Drastically straight from hypocrisy, I say, hey. Every man to them on a philosophy. I live the proper way and then me read a chapter daily. Monday in a city, hungry and no eat. And food they don't have country, does a drop off of the tree then. You see, say poverty no real then. Is what the reason they revealing. I'm pleased to be chilling in the West Indies. I provide all my wants and needs. I got the sunshine, rivers, and trees. Release, yeah. When the rain hits up at funny roof, herb just a steam pepper, but funny stew. Like it's a dream if you got gratitude. So God tell the regime, them can't stop where we do now. Information you think on your own. Or else you're a slave to the things that you know. What do you know if you learn every day? So be careful of things where you say. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just go where the trading blows. Sending love to my friends and foes. And I suppose. Our balance that we had. How do we propose then to carry it abroad? Then not go to Ethiopia and you not have a plan. The building of a nation and a helper and every one a lover, one a man is just a man. It shall be a coronation when we land, land, land. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just go as a trapping blow. Sending love to my friends and foes. And I suppose. Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Hope you've had a nice long weekend. It's lovely to be back. And it is Tuesday, which means we talk food and drink. My guest on Soundbite at 1.30 will be Innocent Matanga, financial analyst and founder and CEO of the Africa Centre in Hong Kong. Innocent is connecting and building communities through food, and today he shares his very special memories of his chosen dish on Soundbite. And then after 2pm, Andrew Dembina is ready to serve up the latest local and global news on the food and drink scene. And after 2.30, I look into whether different types of food can affect your mood. Hmm. 
shit, I listen what you say. 